Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. You know, overcoming is winning. <laughs> overcoming is victory. And it's God's will that you and I overcome every bad thing that comes against us in our life uh, never is God's will defeat and failure and destruction and loss. It's just not his perfect will for us. And the thing is, uh, it's not all up to him. We play a part. And the scripture said, what is, uh, this is the victory that overcomes the world. It's even our faith. Our faith is such a vital uh, factor and part of us overcoming. So let's pray and, and release faith today that we will get uh, more built up in our spirit and, and not just get a head full of some things, but actually be stronger in spirit after the class than right now. Can you believe for that? Father, in Jesus' name, we all release our faith, asking you for utterance and anointing and grace and strength. Minister to our spirit, Lord and give us words that'll nourish us up and, and feed us and enlighten us and quicken us and give us answers. Open our eyes to see your word. See things we haven't seen before. Uh, reveal it to us, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. If you would go in our great textbook again today to Hebrews, the 10th chapter, we're continuing our study that we're calling by faith, by faith. Hebrews 10 and 38, it says, Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. We're not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Today's English version says, to have faith is to be sure of the things we hope for or expect and to be certain of the things we cannot see. So uh, when you're in faith, you're not wondering about God's will. You're certain, you're sure. And when you're in faith, based on what he told you, you're already confident of the outcome. If he told you, do this and this is going to happen, then before it comes to pass in the natural, before you feel and see it, you are already sure of the outcome. You're confident and certain of the result. And we see that throughout these individual examples all the way through this 11th chapter. We see uh, Abel, and Enoch, and Noah, and, and Abraham, and Sarah, and Isaac, and Jacob, and Joseph, and 
and Moses. And, and did you know that uh, uh, as the records continue throughout the ages, your name should be in here somewhere? <laughs> huh? And my name should be in here. Uh, that, that's not a stretch. Uh, Peter talks about that uh, our faith is going to be praised. Isn't that something? Our faith is going to be praised. So um, Hebrews 11, we've studied all these individual um, cases down to verse 30, verse 30 and 31. So let's read this again. It says, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. So we see in these two verses, and you, and you realize out of all the different people that lived through these generations and all the different ones that did trust God and obey God, there are millions of stories that could be told but the Spirit of God selected these out of them all because they are timeless and they are perfect examples of each one of these areas. And we see a similar thing to what we studied last week, how that uh, Moses leading Israel came to the Red Sea and Pharaoh is closing in on them and there is this seemingly uncrossable barrier between them and what God gave them. And in trusting and believing God, they were able to cross it. God moved miraculously, and they were able to cross it. And we see the same kind of thing. God had given them. He said, I've given you uh, Jericho. I've given this to you. And um, there, there were, though, these seemingly unscalable walls. And uh, why would the Lord keep telling us this kind of thing? Because there will be in your life obstacles. Hmm? There will be walls and seas and giants. And uh, this, is, this is something that I think a lot of folks haven't understood. Uh, there's been some misunderstanding about faith that if you have enough faith, you won't have any more obstacles. Well, nothing could be further from the truth. The Lord didn't tell you that you're not going to have any obstacles. <laughs> he didn't tell you that. Uh, you, why would he tell you you're an overcomer? You can't be an overcomer without something to overcome. Something you have to come over. <laughs> right? No, there are going to be obstacles. Why? Because we live in a cursed place that is influenced largely by the devil and his crowd, uh, there are so many things that are going wrong on this planet, so many things that are contrary to the will and plan of God, and you endeavor to follow God and obey Him, you're going to be swimming upstream <laughs> against the current of the ungodly world. And... Um, you're going to encounter obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. But by faith, you can get there, right? By faith, you can overcome. 
you can cross through and make it through. And that's what happened with them at the Red Sea. That's what happened with them at Jericho. And in the midst of that, Rahab's faith saved her and her whole family when the rest of the inhabitants were wiped out. When everybody else perished and was destroyed, Rahab and her family were saved and were spared. And she wasn't the leader of the synagogue. <laughs> Y'all with me? The Bible is, uh, doesn't shade her profession. It just comes right out and says she was a harlot. She, uh, what is that? She's a prostitute. That, that was her profession. Not to say that that's good, but what it's showing is that it's amazing how you'll find strong faith in people and places you would not think. Yes, sir. God looks at people's heart, right? And, it, and no matter what you've been and what you've done, if you have a change of heart and you choose to believe God, He will accept you. Yes, sir. <laughs> I said He will accept you. Not only will He accept you, he will use you and give you important place. And so we see that happen with Rahab. Let's go back to Joshua, the book of Joshua. Look at this again. After they came through the Red Sea and after Moses had passed on, Joshua now is leader of the people. And in verse 5, Joshua 1, 5, the Lord said, told him, he said, There shall not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you, nor forsake you. Be strong and of a good courage. For under this people you'll divide for an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. And this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you'll meditate therein day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that's written therein, for then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. Have not I commanded you? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. God never changes. Faith doesn't change. Good and evil doesn't change. Right and wrong, truth and lies don't change. Uh, faith works exactly the same today as it did with Joshua. No different at all. What has changed is our covenant, the way we are made righteous in the new covenant by faith in Jesus. But uh, God hasn't changed and faith hasn't changed. And do you see a connection with our text in Hebrews 10? How that um, uh, he said, God's not pleased when you draw back. 
when you pull back. What's he telling Joshua as the leader of the people? Be strong. Come on, can you see that? Be courageous. Does that mean they're going to do nothing while God does everything? No, that's not how faith works. That's not how it used to work, and it's not how it works now. Let me say it again. Faith hasn't changed. That's why he's referring to all these Old Testament characters in the book of Hebrews 11. If it, if it had changed, you shouldn't be talking about that in the New Testament. But the reason he brings up all these examples is because faith works exactly the same as it did for all these. But you, you have to overcome fear. You have to overcome laziness, right? You, you have to overcome passivity. You got to stir yourself up. You got to, it takes courage to walk by faith. You got to be brave. You got to overcome fear. It takes strength. Why would the Lord tell him these things if he's not going to need any of it? Right? <laughs> Why is the Lord talking to him? Because when you see those giants, when you see those walls, your, your natural impulse is going to be to run, right? Get out of here. Your, your, your natural response is going to be look at this and go, there's no way. There's no way. In fact, it was so much that way that the previous generation feared and rebelled and didn't even try and wandered around out in the wilderness for 40 years and never got into the promised land. Why? They lacked the faith to go in. They lacked the faith and the courage to take it. Hmm? Can, you say, can you see? Faith is not this passive intellectual thing some have thought. Faith rises up, advances. Faith is courageous. Hallelujah. It takes courage to walk by faith. And so the Lord's telling him this. How many times did he tell him? I mean, repeatedly. Be strong. Be of good courage. Don't be afraid. Be strong. And so we see in the second chapter, this is the account of what happened with Rahab. They, Joshua sent spies out to uh, surveil the land, and they went to Jericho. And they came to the harlot's house, uh, chapter 2, verse 1, named Rahab, and they lodged there. Now, I don't know that it would be right to assume that Rahab's house was a house of prostitution. I, I don't know that it would be right to assume that. It says it's her house. She was a prostitute, but it doesn't say that her house was a business. And we, we, if you read the other, it talks about her family being there and, and all these kind of things. But anyway, they came there. And uh, it was told the king of Jericho, somebody saw him come in and said, these men came in to search out the country. And the king of Jericho sent to Rahab and said, Bring forth the men which are come to you, which are entered into your house, for they be come to search out all the country. And the woman took the two men and hid them. Now, how many understand she just put her and her family in jeopardy? This is very serious. And said to them, There came men to me, but I wist not 
whence they were. And it came to pass about the time of the shutting of the gate, when it was dark, the men went out. And where the men went, I, I wot not, I don't know. Uh, pursue after them quickly, for you, you shall overtake them. You can catch them. <laughs> and somebody might say, that's just a lie. Yeah, it is. But you also realize she had some other issues too, right? I mean, her profession is not a good one. Uh, you, you also got to realize she's not uh, a Hebrew. She's not a Jewish person. She's not somebody that knows anything about covenant with God. She's not a Jewish proselyte. She probably grew up, uh, no probably about it. She grew up in a family that worshiped idols and false gods and every other thing. Uh, morals and thou shalt not lie. She may have never heard that before. Right? And, and you know, with a lot of their uh, religions, uh, prostitution was part of the religion. So what she's doing may not have been frowned on in her city and community. Who knows? I'm, I'm just trying to describe. She's, she wasn't a churchgoer, okay? <laughs> she grew up in a completely different environment. So yeah, she lied. But she had a bunch of issues in her life, right? <laughs> and, uh, th but this is, is a revelation. You don't have to have everything together to, to make a choice to trust God, right? And you don't have to have everything together for God to accept that faith, right? And respond to you and reward you for trusting him. Oh, can you say amen? amen. <laughs> and uh, she brought them up to the roof of the house and hid them with stalks of flax, which she had laid in order upon the roof. And the men pursued after them to the way to Jordan, to the fords. And as soon as they which pursued after them were gone, they shut the gate. And before they were laid down, she went up to the roof and she said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land. And that your terror is fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we've heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you. <laughs> now, we studied about that last week. This is one of the reasons God does signs and wonders. Not just for the benefit of his own people, but as a sign and a witness to all the ungodly and all the unbelievers. And uh, she said, we heard about it and, and what he did when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side of Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he's God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Now, if you read Numbers 13 and 14, when that first generation got to the promised land and they were, it, God's plan was for them to go on in and take it just like what's about to happen now. They said, we, we saw the walled cities and we're going to see in a moment, it said the, the walls, the cities were walled up to heaven, it said. And even uh, the Lord made a remark about how tall the walls were and how big they were. And then the giants. And uh, they, they came back and said, we are like grasshoppers 
in their sight. And that, they said, in our own sight we are, and also in their sight. And this was a lie. Can you see this? They're, uh, they're saying, these people, they're so fortified, they're so big, they're so mighty, they're so strong, that we just look like nothing to them. They, like they just step on us and destroy us, and that was not true. And by the time they made the first couple of steps and the things God had done for them, uh, the, Rahab tells how, the other side of it, they were all petrified of them. They were also, the Bible said they're even the most courageous among them, among them. Their hearts melt. Well, you can imagine when you hear about the sea split for them. <laughs> is that right? The biggest warriors in the whole world. Og, you know, these were giants. These were huge human beings. They beat them. They defeated them. They destroyed them. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> what are y'all laughing about? And, and you're next. They, they were scared out of their minds. Uh, you know, the enemy will try to, uh, not try, he will lie to you about how people perceive you and about how weak you're perceived. And, and don't believe a word he says because God goes before you and prepares the way. Right? And if it's something that you're supposed to come into and, and take charge in or, or have a part in, the Lord will have prepared before you get there. And you need to come in like you're somebody. Is that right? Not arrogant and pushy. I don't mean that. Not prideful. Don't mean that at all. But you don't come in afraid and cowardly and bowing your head. You understand what I'm talking about? You come in with confidence. Hallelujah. Uh, hear the words he told Joshua, be strong, have good courage, don't be afraid, don't be dismayed. Why? I'm with you. Woo. If he's with you, you ought to come in like you're somebody, right? Because you sure got somebody with you. And so it wasn't true that uh, the enemy just saw them as grasshoppers. They, they were all afraid of them. Verse 12, she said, Now therefore I pray you, swear to me by the Lord, since I've showed you kindness, that you will show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token, that you'll save alive my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, all uh, that they have, and deliver our lives from death. Is this faith? That's not a hard question. Rahab has her own verse. Is that right? In Hebrews 11. Why is she there? Why is she there? She made a choice about who she believed in and what she believed in. And I don't know if we've realized what an amazing choice it was because she did not grow up around God-fearing people. She did not grow up around godly influences. But when she heard just heard about it, what happened in Egypt. She heard about what happened with the Red Sea. She's never met these people. She doesn't know them. Something in her said, that's the real God. Can you see that? That's something in her. Of course, every created human being, if they'll be honest, when they see and hear about God, something in them says, he's real. That's real. And then it's up to you whether you, you know, 
acknowledge that or whether you suppress it and, and hide it. So many people, they just suppress it and ignore it, go back to everything they've grown up with and just, you know, to, uh, to rock the boat, to become a believer can really change your life, right? Depending on what situation you're in, you can get kicked out of everything. Uh, families disown people uh, in situations like this. And, and so she has a moment to make a decision when these spies show up at her house, right? They show up at her house. She'd never met them. She doesn't know them. And I'm sure the Lord helped her to have a witness about what kind of people these are. She's heard about them. She's heard about the exploits, maybe never met any of them. But here she's got two of them in her house. Maybe they had a meal together. And uh, she makes a decision that in the natural puts all her family in serious jeopardy because they would have killed them if they'd found out. But she makes the decision. You know, so many times people try to play it safe. And they, try, right? they, they try to remain neutral. And they try to not get involved. Huh? You know, I, I can't get involved. I can't, I can't get involved. Well, that's why he, we read what God told to Joshua. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. Be strong. Be very courageous. Did she have to find some courage? Right? To tell these guys when, when they knocked on the door of the house and it's officials <laughs> looking for spies. <laughs> Ooh, this is her city. This is where she lives. This is her nationality. And she, she looks at them. She says, come here, come here. Follow me, follow me. Y'all go answer the door. <laughs> Took them up on the top, hid them, protected them. But then not only that, when she's able to bring them back down, she tells them as though it's already happened. Does this sound like faith? Uh, sure of things expected. Certain of things you hadn't seen yet. She, she says, basically, I know y'all going to take the city. <laughs> uh, you mean your, your folks ain't got a chance to win? No. <laughs> I know you're going to take it. And when you do, you know, I've been kind to you. Would you take care of me? And they said, we'll do it. <laughs> oh, somebody say, praise God. They said, we'll do it. They said, uh, if you won't utter our business, uh, as the, the Lord has given us the land, we'll deal kindly with you. And she let them down by a cord through the window, for her house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. Now, this begins to tell you how big these walls are. Her house is on part of the wall. These are serious walls. Like I said, the scripture said they, they went up to heaven was the way they were described. And so we'll see as we get into further studies about how she and her, her whole house were delivered when she let down the scarlet line. Now that's prophetic too. Hallelujah. Well, I would go on, but our time's up again. Uh, you'll need to come back tomorrow to help us pick up on this and go on. We can't let those walls be standing up out there. We, we got to stay with this till these walls get down, right? So uh, come back with me. Until then, let's say it like we do. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. We'll see you next time. 
in faith school. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.